live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. When you step into that arena, you're going to want some things back. And, again, I thought he played his butt off. He played incredibly tough. He led. He did a lot of things really, really well. But he's going to want some of those back. He wants a couple of those back. Uh, and it's like I said right after the game, I want a couple calls back, too. Faith left. Caught in one hand. Touchdown, Cowboys. Dallas now leads. By a score of 20 to 13. And the Cowboys are going to win this game. And Cooper Rush is going to join Roger Staubach and Jason Garrett as the only Cowboy quarterbacks in history to win their first three starts. Iron Privates for the Cowboys. Toby and TJ back with you on a Tuesday, September 27. This show brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. We love XOE. I got the um, Maverick Bad Boy mower, which I will be using today. I know TJ or uh, Teddy's got one of those CF motos we're always telling you about. I mean, it's just a cool place, guys. Go check it out. If you're in the market for a new mower or a, a four-wheeler or whatever the case may be, but even if you're not, it's just a real testosterone-driven place, this extreme outdoor equipment. It's got extreme spelled with an X in the title, Teach. You know what I mean? I mean, that's they manly. Have to say right it extreme. Go check them out. They're a full-line dealer of the Bad Boy Zero Turn Mowers. They also uh, are the exclusive dealer for CF Moto Power Sports in the OKC Metro. Those CF Motos are four-wheelers, utility vehicles, and side-by-sides. Fastest-growing brand in the entire power sports industry. You can get them at uh, Extreme Outdoor Equipment, two locations, one in Newcastle and one in Goldsby. Okay, um, Anaya Smith, Texas A&M star receiver out for the season with a leg injury. Boy, offense was hard for Texas A&M before this. This is not what they needed. Uh, Big blow for Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. Unfortunate news there. Texas Tech yesterday, TJ, fined $50,000 for the field storming. Right. Their win over Texas. There was also some video of one fan shoving a Texas football player as they ran onto the field. Shouldn't have been in his way. Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole field storming? Uh, when and, it's uh, uh, fifty grand, uh, i am glad to pay it if I'm the school. It means you've done something big. Let the fans celebrate. First time since, what, 08 that they had beat Texas in Lubbock. So, yeah, r- rush the field. It's fifty grand. Rush, rush the field all you want. Shove Texas players. Uh, they're in your way. It's your field. You're allowed to rush it. So uh, I always find the uh, fine silly. You always want crowd interaction. You want your uh, student sections to care because they're the ones rushing the field typically as a student section. And then the students do something, and then it's like, hey, don't do that or we're fining you. So I'm always fine with it. Uh, good field rushing I'm fine with as long as nobody gets hurt. 
Um, but you're kidding about the shoving players. Oh yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Just... <laughs> I'm t- kidding because it's Texas. Okay. Yes, yes. Don't be Let's shoving just clarify players. Clarify that. Don't be shoving players unless they Have are you seen Texas the video? players. Um, no, no. I'm gonna send it to you right now because okay. I want to get your play-by-play on this video. Um, I mean, I got no love for Texas either, but this guy, uh, this Texas Tech fan. Well, I want to get your thoughts on it before uh, right, before I give here. my opinion. Uh, I guess I've just sent TJ the. Here. It's a very short. Oh! <laughs> That's a block in the oh, back. That's a block in the back. Definitely a flag. <laughs> You can tell, too. It's like some friend dared him, and he's like, I'm going to hit this dude from behind and run as quick as I can the other way. (laughs) So what should happen to that guy? Uh, uh, He should receive the 50 grand. Uh, That's how he should be rewarded for that. (laughs) You can't. You can't. You can't be encouraging this kind of behavior, What's up with the goofy glasses, too, that he's got on? Oh goodness! It's uh, it's some guy uh, just running, never played, the field, never played a down of football in his life, and shoving Ovi Agofu, <laughs> who is a six foot three, two hundred forty pound defensive end, squarely in the middle of the back, like hard, like he almost knocks him over. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then he just runs off. And he the, scampers off. The guy that does the shoving, same weight, but only five foot six. Yeah, he's 240. <laughs> Distributes it a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm teasing. You can't, even if it's a Texas player, you can't be shoving them. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, rush the field all you want. If you beat a rival right like that and you haven't done it at home since 08, kids run on the field, have fun. Just be careful with it. Don't, don't hurt any of the players or anything. Don't get in their face. Don't shovel. No, that's yeah. a reasonable answer. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I, I agree. I, I love a good uh, – <laughs> court storming or it just, it just keeps repeating <laughs> field storming or you know the, the spontaneous show of emotion after a big win that's what sports is all about yes it's awesome however i'm not sure who i have more disdain for texas football players or texas tech, tech fans. fans yeah i mean that's a good point there tech fans are the worst and it's the that video is why you say worst. that one of the reasons they teach their kids how to curse when they're like four years old out there. I'm convinced of this. Uh, I told the story last night on uh, on the show on the huddle. Twice we have been court stormed in Lubbock. They beat Buddy out there and they beat Trey out there, and both times they storm the court. And both times they come pouring over. The students are behind us, and they come pouring over the radio table. And they're stepping on me, they're stepping on the table, they're stepping on all my crap, they're breaking things. There's just a wave of people coming over the back of us while we're broadcasting there, stepping on our equipment, you know, all this kind of stuff so they can get out on the court. They're just absolute morons. <laughs> and I have, ab- I have zero, zero patience for Texas Tech fans in any sport. They, they, remember they, they chanted for 40 minutes, bleep Trey Young yes. mm-hmm. in the middle of the football game mm-hmm. out there? They were mad at Baker, but, I mean, I get that to some extent. Baker used to play for them, and then you know, they throw tortillas. That's kind of fun and all that kind of But they're just 
at the baseball games, they stand up there by my booth and they turn around and yell into the booth during the game and flip me the bird. And if I if OU hits a home run and I get too excited, they'll turn around and start cursing at me and everything. They're just the worst. They're the worst. They're the but they are far and away. You ask anybody in the Big Twelve who has the worst fans in the Big Twelve. Everybody will tell you. Probably even Texas Tech will tell you it's them. Oh yeah, there's no doubt that that's the correct answer. But the cursing thing is not just a tech thing. I think I think most stadiums, uh, young kids will learn language much quicker than maybe you want them to. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about like there's people yelling out curse words. I'm talking about chance. You're talking about the chance and the yelling. Ten thousand people right, in, in unison, unison, unison chan- right. chanting yes, together curse yes. words. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. And Just, in basketball, like, when, they're at a level I, now. They need to stop doing that. Football, you're was, terrible. Rush, uh, rush the field. Basketball, they're pretty legit. Quit, quit rushing the court in basketball in Lubbock. I was uh, happy to see Texas get beat on Saturday. I was kind of, you know, when that field goal went through, I had a little smile on my face. And then I saw the Texas Tech fans run on the field, and I was like, <laughs> dang it. The evil world's colliding. I'm not happy. I'm not happy for them. I don't want them, you know. So. They are a rowdy bunch. There's no doubt. And they are the worst of the conference. Hands down. Yeah. I really want you to go to Lubbock with me sometime. That's why I won't go. Like. Well, I think you would love it. Like, I think that kind of behavior is your bailiwick. Like, I think you would get out there and you'd be right up your alley. I think you think I act differently at games than what I do. I'm pretty calm at games. TJ, you just told the story about getting irate about the PA announcer. But a lot of that's internally. And I did look at Bronson one time and say, I wish he would quit doing that. But. But the rest of the time, I'm just kind of standing there, arms crossed, watching the game. Or I'll but you'd enjoy watching or, it. Yeah. Oh, I would even enjoy you, watching even it. Even if you just sat in the booth with me, just watching them would give you great radio material. <laughs> I mean, there's just nowhere even close to like it, uh, it that we go in any in sport. There's nowhere we got. There are great opposing fan bases: Iowa State, Kansas, and basketball. West Virginia and basketball and football, you know, Bedlam. There are opposing fan bases, other schools that we go to, Ohio State, Florida State, Tennessee was unbelievable. Uh, Nebraska, we just talked about Nebraska. There are incredible into it chanting. Kansas State's fans are some of the best uh, up there. They've got, you know, they're all swaying to – Wabash cannonball and mm-hmm. singing along and all this kind of stuff. Texas Tech just shows up in cowboy boots with a chaw on their cheek and ready to hit you with every expletive they can think of. There's no organized anything other than if somebody decides to start an FU chant, they'll all chime in on that. Be careful that, what you wish for. I may would go to one of these games and never leave Lubbock. You could I get might into a just fight. stay. I might just stay. If I ever get into a fist fight with a fan, it will be in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I would. Uh, I I never got it when they're coming over the table and stepping on all my crap. There's a, you know, my blood pressure was pretty high. I'm not lying because you just lost the game too, you know. And then here they come. Well, that's that's the worst you. part of it. Yes. 
and then you're trying to lay over your equipment and protect it. But So what happens if that guy comes out of the stand, shoves Ovi a gofu in the back, and Ovi turns around and whacks him? Should be allowed to. Should completely be allowed to with no penalty or uh, you know suspension or anything, any repercussion at all. That guy purposely did it. Like it said, you could tell with the way he hit him, it was disgust or he had it planned that I see him up ahead, I'm going to hit this dude from behind as hard as I can and keep running the other way and kind of veer off to the right. Um, there was no doubt. So, yeah, if he catches him, it should be just uh, open season on the guy. I hope they identify him, and I hope he is never allowed at a Texas Tech football game again. The thing with him, he's got kind of a distinct look. It's probably not going to be hard to identify him. He's kind of got the, the, the curly hair and the weird glasses. And uh, like I said, just he's they got a good shot of him. So it's probably going to be easy to identify who he is. Mm-hmm. But it did make me laugh. <laughs> Shocked you, didn't it? You thought it was going to be just a love tap. Or yeah, just, I just thought he accidentally when, you bumped that, him or something. when you said that, I just, yeah, I just thought it was a little, and he goes full WWE. Uh, I'm going to go Goldberg in this guy's back. 6-3 uh-huh. <laughs> def- defensive end. I got him. Bam. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get to some of your texts when we come back. Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. It's a Tanoga Tuesday. So far, it's been pretty tame. I like it that way. Coming up, we'll hear from Jeff Lebby, who met with the media yesterday. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. Terry Saxon brings you this hour. Saxon Realty Group, home of the $8.99 listing fee. You heard that right. $8.99, no other hidden fees. List your home with Terry. He'll save you thousands of dollars. Great customer service you would get from any other realtor out there. 405-361-3380 or Saxon Realty. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Ow! Whoa! Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby, you will not be able to use your new chair. Carl Albert has seats with seat backs. Oh, are you serious? Well, that's what the texture says. I can't verify they all, that. Their entire gymnasium has seat backs? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dadgum, Carl Albert. Uh, I'm t- taking it anyway, just in case. Just in case, And I'm walking yeah. in proudly. Uh, let's see here. I need I told somebody... my wife I need to put my name on it, magic marker, so it doesn't get mixed up with the other parents' chairs. Just, uh, get it to a bedazzler and put the voice across it in, like, diamonds. No, stop it. Get out of here. Uh, I need... <laughs> I need somebody to put Jim Ross's voice over that video. That was quite the slobber knocker. <laughs> would be good. As God is my witness, he is broken in half. <laughs> That would be good. If I ever get into a fist fight with a fan, it will be in Lubbock, Texas. Needs to be printed on a T-shirt. <laughs> Who will be the Lubbock? Uh, I mean, I think this is an easy answer, but when we go to the SEC, who will replace Texas Tech 
Oh, it's LSU. As That's the, an easy answer. It's yeah, LSU. It's got to be, right? <laughs> yes. It's, it's got to be LSU. No question. <laughs> it wasn't even out of my mouth, and you already answered it. In fact, this came in before you even asked that that said Texas Tech is the LSU of the Big 12 minus actual championships. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. You'd be mad too, Toby, if you lived in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> Uh, I would like to see Kansas State every year for our first game. These three non-competitive games hurt OU and it's a fan and its fan base every year. It would be nice to see our weaknesses up front so they can be corrected early. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to correct the three non-competitive games every year statement because OU plays a really good non-conference schedule every year. Nebraska just didn't live up. They to had them. higher hopes when they scheduled that Nebraska game that Nebraska sure. would be better than what they were. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean that's a good that's a good scheduling. Yes, I scheduled yes. it a decade ago, and I can't wait for the next one. It's Nebraska and Oklahoma for Pete's sake. But I mean, you go down the list of non-conference opponents Oklahoma's played, and it stacks up with anybody in the country. So this year it happened to not test them very much. That's true. Although, how about Kent State? We haven't talked about that. Kent State went and put 22 Play, points tough on against Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, Saturday. they played really tough against Georgia. Uh, that, that first half was a, a bit of a battle for the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this texter says, good thing we're leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. These fans are out of control. <laughs> <laughs> they're, too much, they're too into it. we got to go to a calmer conference. Uh, I wish I could have watched the huddle. It wasn't on ESPN Plus or Sooner Vision last night. I looked for 20 minutes. Now, I'll, okay. I'll back Toby here. It took TJ me about it. 30 Everybody seconds to find it. Yeah. yeah. There was a glitch with the search bar on this, that page, but uh, finding it, I found it within, like, just type in Sooner. That's all you've got to I type in and everything comes up. tons of people that watched the huddle yeah. and the Brent Venable show last night. So... I don't know what the issue was there. This is befuddling. Uh, I saw people walking through the stands with those chairs strapped to their backs. I thought they were carrying blocking pads for their offensive line. That was from Kevin. <laughs> no, so can you bring your own chairs to an OU football game? Um, I don't think well, you they, can. They've man. got the ones that you rent, you know, that OU right. puts out. So Maybe they're t- this person's talking about I a high don't recall. <sighs> Maybe I, I just maybe it's just something that I just don't even pay attention, but I don't think there's any that is someone's personal chair back. The, I don't believe so. They're probably talking about a high school game. Yeah, yeah. Toby won't eat any place with Longhorn and Texas in the name, but he'll ride a mower that's the color orange. Yeah. Some camo sooner. Uh right. well I don't like not eat orange food. I mean I just not I'm not gonna wear anything orange, but I mean I can't uh, completely eliminate the color from my life. Oh, sure you can. I don't own anything orange in my house, I don't think. I'm thinking Ooh, I'm thinking through this. I don't think yeah, so. Right. Well, that's not true. Halloween decorations, I do have orange mm-hmm. light-up pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Um, that may be it. That may be it. Had the worst weekend. OU loses, and then I find out my car got towed. Took an hour and a half to go two miles because of traffic. Thank God my fantasy team won. Where'd you park at? Oh, gosh. You towed from the OU towed game? Towed at the game? Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that is bad. After a loss and it's 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Oh, I'm so sorry. Miserable Saturday night. Have you ever had your car towed? Yeah, off of campus. Uh-huh. We, we talked about this, remember, and then the government felt I owed them money and took it out of, garnished it out of my tax returns for a couple of years. 
No, I forget this story. Please tell it again. <laughs> um, I had oh, were numerous, you in college? numerous parking tickets visiting a, a young lady there, <laughs> which Katie? is fine. I ended up marrying her. Uh, came okay. out one morning. My car was gone. They said, you can't have it back until you pay all these parking tickets. And I said, I don't have the money for that. I'm a lowly intern, unpaid by Mike Holt. And they said, uh, <laughs> just sign this paper saying you'll pay it back and we'll give you your car. And I'm, at the time, I'm thinking, all right, I'll sign the paper. I'm not ever paying this. And then the government made sure that I paid it. So they took it out of my tax return the next year. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. Here comes my tax return. 37 cents? Did you and you had to pay to go get your car? Uh, no, I just signed that sheet saying that I promised to pay back. I did have to pay for the, I did have to pay for the towing. I don't remember what that was, like sixty bucks or something. I don't remember back then, but this was a long time ago. But yeah, no. so yeah, uh, off of campus. So I, I I know that feeling. Although it was not after a loss after a game, it was I came out the next morning and it was new gone. listeners to the show, uh, old listeners. I apologize. Repeat story coming, but it's been a while. New listeners to the show. I'm working at Channel 9. This would have been the mid-aughts. I, I, I am, uh, it's a Friday night. I've done the uh, Friday football show. Get out late. I'm driving back to our house in Bethany. I'm, I'm dressed. I've got my suit on, TJ. And uh, I'm driving back to Bethany, and there is a uh, midnight. There is a uh, uh, little stakeout set up there along 39th Expressway. Stopping and checking everybody's tags. And mine was expired by a month. Less wah, than a month. <laughs> and they took my car. Oh, no. That's unusual and, to me. And I said, are you serious? And they said, yeah, your, car, your tag's expired. We're impounding your car. And I said, well, how am I supposed to get home? And they said, that's not our problem. Now we had little kids. Like the the kids were little. They, they right. you know, having a hard time sleeping little. Twelve thirty now at night. I'm not calling my wife to wake her up to come get me at twelve thirty. Well, at I least that remember, was the I decision I made night. at the time. <laughs> That's right. And I walked two and a half miles from there to my house at twelve thirty at night in my dress shoes. And uh I came walking in the door at whatever time it was at that point, one thirty or so blisters on my feet my feet hurt so bad and uh jenny was like what's going on i was like i walked home from the corner of wherever it was rockwell or macarthur or whatever and then had to pay the whatever you know to go get the car and everything it was hundreds of dollars that it cost to go sure. get the car and yeah that's my impound story that, I was so mad. That, that, that I was, was so a, mad. That was a night people were driving by like, look at the creepy dude in a suit just walking in the middle of the night. I was scared. I was walking down 39th Expressway at 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, I was like, somebody's going to pick me up. And hey, Toby, you're delivering for... a spirit stick. What you doing? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was not very happy with the authorities that night, who were obviously trying to make a some sort of a quota. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> don't mention that around my wife. On she, will, she will, uh, she will uh, go uh, get very angry with you. Uh, they do not have quotas. Well, they, something was going on because that was not very nice.
uh, perhaps a Channel 5 fan. You never know. Maybe. You never know. Yeah. Uh, I got vetoed watching the coaches show on my PS4 versus House of Dragons. Girlfriend. <laughs> the worst girlfriends. Of now, the well, at least she was having you watch House of Dragons and not like like Real Housewives or The Bachelor or something. I got something. good news. It's all on demand. You can go yeah. watch it today. Just go right back and watch it today. <laughs> it's awful. All these <laughs> all these parents walking into the gym like they're wearing their little backpacks. <laughs> they can't stand to sit for more than two hours without being totally comfort uh, totally comfortable uh, comfortable. Pathetic. That's gonna be me. Hey, what? Starting how old tonight, are you, Texter? You've got to be in your thirties or early forties because that was my attitude. I just said. The other night, 49 now, I said, I got to get me a chair back. Now, here's the issue with the text that was sent. So we are in ninth grade. We, uh, Chloe is on the ninth grade team. There, are, there will be three games tonight, the ninth grade game, the JV game, and the varsity game match. Uh, best two out of three, best two out of three, and best three out of five. So, And she's expected to stay for all of it, to cheer on all of her teammates. So her match will be at 4. The final match might not end. I mean, it's been 8.30, 9 o'clock before, before the final match had ended. So this person said a couple of hours. Uh, I mean, it could be 4 to 5 hours tonight that I'm going to be sitting. Or, you know, It sounds like Carl Albert's got nice seats, but sometimes it's a long time, TJ, and I've got a very, you know, I, my, my uh, tushy will start to hurt. So I got it in my back, and my tushy will start to hurt. So I got to take care of that. Comfort over cool. That's right. That's right. We all get to Give that. Give me one more. We, we get to that point in life. We no, none of us think that we will. I'll never be that guy. I'll never be that way. And mm-hmm. we all end up that way. Uh, do losses like that have a big effect on recruits and attendance, or do they think it's okay, they lost, that's why they need me? Man, I think that's an individual thing. You know, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what impacts and doesn't impact a recruit. I think a lot goes into it. What was the crowd like? What was, what was the coaching like? You know, because they're getting to witness some of that. I don't know that they're with them. I don't know if they're with them. Can they go in at like halftime and watch that kind of stuff? Watch speeches and there. I don't know if their recruits are in there at halftime, but. They're certainly watching the coaches and the interaction with the players. Uh, obviously, the product on the field, how they play, style of play, the city, the stadium. You know, I think a, a whole bunch of things go into it. Certainly, if you are considering Oklahoma and Nebraska and you are at that game, then maybe you look at the two programs right now and go, Oof, you know, but. I think that would be an individual thing. Maybe you maybe you say, you know what, I could go to Nebraska and be a star. And I go to Oklahoma and I'm just, you know, one of the guys. You know, everything floats somebody's boat differently. So I don't know how to answer that. We'll take a break. Back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, Jeff Levy met with the media yesterday, Sooner Offensive Coordinator. And uh, we start with him being asked about uh, the penalties. Is that something that you uh, emphasize or is that something you don't talk about because you don't want it to get in their heads? 
focus on it? No, we're going to put a ton of emphasis on it. We talk about playing smart, clean football uh, every single day of the week, and we've got we've got to do that. We got to do a better job coaching it. And and uh, again, we've been pretty clean, and then for whatever reason, you know, Saturday evening we we weren't. So we got to we got to get it right. The third straight game, kind of struggling coming out of the gate. Any underlying reasoning to it, and how do you can you fix that during practice? Yeah, I think there's just got to be a heightened sense of urgency with everybody involved, starting with me, about starting faster. You know, we got to do a better job there. You find yourself in a in a third and six or third and seven situation, first drive and don't convert. Third and six on the second drive, don't convert. And you go back to Nebraska, don't convert on that first one, and then obviously Kent State, you know, struggled early. So we got to start faster. Uh, that's the reality of it, and, and get going and play complimentary football, and uh, that'll that'll be a stress for sure this week. You know, Jeff, you now that you've looked at it totally, you know, how well did you guys really play offensively against Kansas State? Well, we did some really good things. I, I think again. Still, the frustration is in the fact that five offensive penalties, and uh, and they killed they killed drives. And we found ourselves we were really bad on third down. We had five uh, third and seven plus uh, where we didn't convert a single one. Three of those five were because of pre-snap penalties. One of them was because of a drop. And and so you look at that and you, you think, man, you got a chance to be a lot more efficient if those things don't happen. And obviously. It, Again, it's, it's going to start with me and with us and, and finding a way to make sure we're playing cleaner and smarter, but did some great things. Like if you just look from a statistical standpoint, what happened, pretty dang good, uh, but it ain't good enough. You know, we got we got to play cleaner, we got to play better, and and uh, do whatever it takes to, to go win the football game. Jeff, after the game, Jeff, um, Dylan really made a point of just taking a lot of self-criticism, I guess, on some of the throws he made. You look at his stats, he had really good numbers, but when you look at the film, you see some of the missed passes that, you know, really could have broken big plays, touchdowns maybe. What do you tell Dylan? What you got? What do you see on some of those plays? Look at his throws. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a fine line, you know, and that's, that's the reality of this game. You step into that arena, you're going to want some things back, and Again, I thought he played his butt off. He played incredibly tough. He led. He did a lot of things really, really well, but he's going to want some of those back. He wants a couple of those back. Uh, and it's like I said right after the game, I want a couple calls back too. So, again, that's that's the nature of stepping in that arena. We're not going to want him to play perfect. We want him to play perfect, but that's not the reality of the position with everything that we ask him to do. So just continuing to get better and and uh, creating a sense of urgency with everybody in that locker room and, and uh, with us as a unit offensively to make sure we're playing cleaner and uh, and cleaning up the penalty part of it. Because, again, I think if if that's better, we're sitting here and it's a little bit different story. All right, let's start right there with that. He's talking Dylan Gabriel there, TJ. What was the rest of the day yesterday kind of assessment of how he played on our station? I only heard a little bit during the Plank show, and it was similar to what we had gotten a little bit. Some people upset with him, and then others saying, hey, you can't be perfect. Um, my thing was still where some of those uh, throws came. They came at crucial moments, if you ask me. They had to keep drives alive. But a couple of those, I'll give him, you know, I'll give him a pass when sometimes play – 
the play calling, everything that plays out the way it happens uh, is completely changed by a penalty, and you move back five yards, and it totally changes the uh, situation you're in. So I think similar to what we were getting yesterday, there were still people angry at him over some of those missed throws and then others coming after him in defense saying, hey, you can't be perfect. You're going to miss some throws. Look at his stats. Look at his numbers. Still hasn't got a turnover. Um, get off the back. Uh, get off his back. It was the, def- uh, you know, lean more on the defense if you want to blame someone for this game. So I think most people by the end of the day started, you know, hammering the defense more than Dylan Gabriel. At least that I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, which, well, is, which is the way it should have been after that game. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I think that was the the defense and the penalties were the biggest problems, and um, he certainly wasn't perfect and did miss some throws that that could have been key throws. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. They gave up forty. Like I said yesterday, they gave up forty one points to Kansas State. That's the issue. Uh, Dylan has been. Really, really good. Really good. Not perfect. Uh, Less accurate than I anticipated. Because somebody uh, told me uh, in the spring that he's the most accurate quarterback they've seen in a Sooner uniform in the last 20 years. And, you know, we got guys with with statues out there, Teach. So Mm -hmm. that's a a big statement. And I haven't seen it so far. Now, consistently accurate because he's – he had like that deep pass to Marvin Mims was you can't do it better than that. And there were five or six balls Saturday night that were just dimes. Perfect in stride, in windows, on time, perfect passes. But the two or three or four that he missed uh were costly and came they tended to come on third and fourth downs when they ended drives. And uh, so that hurts when you when you're trying to lead a team from behind. So right, I guess I get it a little bit. I mean, I think after you lose, you're mad at everybody, and the quarterback is uh, always going to receive criticism. We had Trevor Knight on the huddle last night, and you know, I was laughing with him about, "Did you ever get criticized?" And you know, that, <laughs> he's he's that still getting criticized. Little... Oh yeah, that that brought a uh, good chuckle from the crowd out there, but. Yeah, his um, deep ball's really nice. That pass to Farouk when Farouk's running up the sideline, that laser just mm-hmm. that he threw in there to Farouk on that play. I mean, he's yeah, there, you see it, but um, when some of those, like you said, come in crucial downs on third or fourth down, you you've got to convert those plays, especially if the receiver's open. And you're just missing him by an inch or two. It's it, it's glaring. Yeah. Well, I tell you this, if. Nah, I can't say that because you don't know how a game's going to play out. I was going to say if he plays four more games and has 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, and is completing 67% of his passes, then I'll take it. You know, uh, he, keeps, right. he keeps doing throughout the season what he's done these first four games. We're probably going to be in a pretty good spot. But um, if the defense is going to be shaky, and I hope it's not, I hope it's going to fix itself and be okay going forward. If the defense is going to be shaky and we're looking at what we've continue, looked at the last few years, which is, hey, Baker, you got to go save us. Hey, Kyler, you got to go save us. Hey, Jalen, we get you got to go save us. Last year, hey, Caleb, you got to go save us. That's what quarterbacks have had to do around here. 
multiple times a year, not just once or twice, because that's going to happen to anybody. Even if it's a 17-14 game, there's going to be a clutch drive at some point. But you keep asking, you keep giving up forty points, and then asking the offense to go outscore them against good defenses. And we got some good defenses in this league. Kansas State's one of them. Um, then that's you're you're going to lose more than one game this year. So they're going to have to. And I think they will. I, you could tell how bothered Brent is by Saturday. I mean, he's really. He was talking last night about what a sore loser he is. Well, it just his tone. Yeah, it just completely changes. He goes, I've been able to – that's what I love about the Monday Night Show, and I hope people have been watching it. If you haven't, I would encourage you to because he is really good, better than Lincoln and Bob were at kind of letting the curtain down and letting you in to see uh, his true feelings about things, at least now. Maybe that will change after two or three years of of getting pummeled with criticism. I don't know, but – he was like, uh, my whole career, I've been able to be the grumpy uh, defensive guy who stands over there on the side and is just mad about everything throughout the game. <laughs> He's like, I can't be that anymore. <laughs> I, I got to set the temperature, is what his phrase was. I got to set the temperature for the team. And so he's, you know, I had asked him a question about the balancing act between fixing a defense when they come off the field who is struggling and still being the head coach when the offense is on the field. He hasn't had to do that before, Teach. Mm-hmm. Right. When the defense comes off the field, he can go sit over there with them with a whiteboard and fix things. Well, now he can do that to an extent, but he's also still the head coach. And the offense is out on the field, and they've got – fourth down decisions to be made and suggestions, you know, that a head coach needs to make and what that balancing act is like. And he didn't go into great detail, but he says so far it's been, it's been okay, but he's having to learn, you know, that I can't be the grumpy defensive guy all the time. I've also got to set the temperature for the entire team and the coaching staff and everything on the headset. So, I think it's intriguing to watch him. It, it, the impression I get just by watching the games is Matt Wells is a key instrument for him, kind of his right right hand guy. It seems during the game, almost mm-hmm. like his. You know, he's not officially on the coaching staff, but almost like, all right, you be the head coach for a second while I go work with the defense on right, some things. Right. That's I, I, I don't think Brent would say it that way, but it kind of seems like you be in charge for a second. I'll be right back, and he'll go you know, trying to draw something out for the linebackers or whatever the case may be. But it's an interesting balancing act. We'll be back. It's time to up your game with the latest in ref gear and let the world know you're part of the ref army. Visit the ref store at KREF.com for hats, sweatshirts, ref branded t-shirts, and exclusive t-shirts like our Ban 11 a.m. kickoff shirt. Breathe if you hate Texas shirt or the brand new I'm All In Team 128 shirt. Wear what we wear and get your ref gear at KREF.com today. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Check them out online, saxonrealtygroup.com. Call and ask Terry about the $899 listing fee, 405-361-3380. I have heard from Chris in Moore. How would you like to get those spotter boards to him? 
Uh, can I bring him to the station since he lives in Moore? You may. I told him that may Is be that a okay? possibility, so I'll let him know that's what you're going to do. Uh, I believe I'll you'll be here tomorrow. I'll get him to the tomorrow. station sometime. Uh, let's don't do tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, tomorrow. You're, you're yeah, okay, tomorrow. I'm there tomorrow. Yeah. 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 All right, I'll bring him tomorrow. And so, Chris, anytime after uh, 6 a.m. tomorrow, come pick him up. And congratulations. First boards of the Brent Venables era. That's pretty cool. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. T-Row, you need to... Uh, you need to carry your phone, not an iPod Nano, on your creepy serial killer walks around the lake. That's from Toby in the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Hey, by the way, Toby, I wore my Pentagon hat to – I hate to brag about this, but I'm a member of a secret club run by a man named Sam. And I wore my hat to my secret club yesterday, TJ. And I don't think I have ever felt cooler than wearing my Pentagon hat. I just, the way people looked at me, like, oh, my gosh, like that guy must be some sort of a four-star general or something. You know? <laughs> I don't that's think that's what they me. think when they look at My flip-flops and my basketball shorts. <laughs> four-star general. That, I, that's what people thought when they saw me. Uh, uh, I've never felt more important and cooler than I, I was wearing my Pentagon hat around yesterday, teacher. So thank you, Toby. I yes, appreciate thank it. you. Thank you for the hat, shirts, uh, golf balls, And also balls, thank, towels, you for whatever, all you thank you for trying to save me from that conversation I was locked in on Saturday as well, Toby. I appreciate that even more. <laughs> uh, someone... He was standing waiting to talk, and he could tell. He, he knew I was trapped, and he jumped in and saved my life. So I appreciate it. Oh, that's what he's trained to do. That's, that's what, what he's a guy does. Do. That's, yeah, he, that's, that's why he works yeah, at the Pentagon. That's right. Uh, Toby, TJ, do you guys know where you'll be? For OU Texas on Friday, yes. Uh, we will be doing our show from the Omni downtown, same spot we were last year. Toby and Texas I or both, TCU? Uh, they were asking Texas? about the Texas game, yeah. Mm, okay. So, Omni downtown, huh? Omni downtown. You'll be at the Squire shop, I know, 7 to 8 on Saturday Whew. before TCU. I will? Yes. Did you not know of this? Whew. I think I knew it was a possibility. Okay. I didn't know yeah. because of an 11 a.m. kickoff. If yeah. It was yeah, you'll be there. Really Unless something's not, changed so. from yesterday that I'll I'll let you know about. Okay. But yeah. okay. Me and Teddy or Plank are all there, or me and Teddy probably? Uh, probably no Plank with the, the time. Yeah, he'll probably be doing yeah. some national okay. stuff. All right. All right, cool. All right, break time. Top of the hour break. We'll be back.